Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 60 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw. With me today, I have Matt Aguilar. What up? And Connor Casey. How the heck did I make this show? Um, well, we had a very different view of what the show was going to be. We thought we had a lot more time to talk about wrestling today, so we brought you on. But uh, things changed at the last second. We, I mean, we're still going to talk wrestling, but there's a lot that happened. We thought we were just going to be kind of a deep dive heavy show. We're going to be previewing uh, the DC Fandom event and WWE SummerSlam weekend and NXT's TakeOver XXX, I believe it's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Takeover X, uh, yeah, so there's about a lot of wrestling stuff happening on pay-per-view this weekend. So Matt and Connor are going to deep dive into that. We're going to talk about DC Fandom. But we got to get to the news because uh, there's been news that broke just before or after our last show and just before, luckily, before this show. So thank God for that. Um, starting at the top, let's just get into it. The biggest news that happened, like, literally right before we sat down to record this is we got the news that Ben Affleck is coming back as Batman in the DC movie universe, and he will be appearing in the Flash movie alongside Michael Keaton's Batman. So if you're not keeping count, we have two Batman and possibly a third looming over the uh, Flash movie that's coming out in 2022. So, yeah, I mean, we're just still, you guys are just catching us like really raw off the cuff. Yeah. Because we just, like I said, we just got this information now. Um, so I haven't even gotten a chance to really like break down this article in full, but uh, what I'm the multiverse is upon us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Andy Muschietti, the director of the Flash. I mean, this is confirmed. Andy Muschietti, the director of the Flash, who directed it in it chapter two, has confirmed this. Uh, talking about you know the dichotomy that Ben Affleck brings to the role, and of course his jawline, and so he just needed to kind of needed a story to bring the right the right kind of stuff to bring him back. And they say this is not just a cameo. It's a quote-unquote substantial part um, of the emotional impact of the movie and that he will be a mentor to Ezra Miller's Flash. And so if you're a DC Comics fan kind of familiar with Flashpoint um, and the Flashpoint storyline, this shouldn't be too surprising. And everything they kind of say here tracks kind of, you know, it tracks with that story. Because yeah. Flashpoint is bookended with Bruce Wayne, Batman, and the Flash kind of having this interaction, um, and especially the very emotional impact of the ending. And this is what kind of leads me to believe there we could be seeing a third Batman in this still. Because when they're teasing this, like you can imagine that you know this movie starts off with 
Ezra Miller in his reality. They even mentioned the fact that because they both had their mothers die, they, they kind of bond over this. And you can see how Ben Affleck's Batman, who's already kind of a mentor to Barry Allen and after Justice League, could be there. They could be talking and could kind of maybe provide the emotional push that causes Barry to go back in time and try to save his mother and, and try to undo that. And then again, when he returns after all these Back to the Future hijinks to a slightly different DC you know, movie universe, you could imagine the person he'll literally run back to would be Ben Affleck's Batman at the end again. So, This yeah. is um, one of those things that I'm very interested to see what Snyder's original version of League is for comparison's sake, because I, would, I don't know how much of that Batman Flash mentor kind of jokey back and forth thing was Whedon's or Snyder's because that like ended up being a big part of like the second half of the film is there back and forth. And that was actually one of the best parts of Justice League, uh, even in its theatrical cut. So I will be kind of interested to see if they just kind of decided to run with that, what Snyder's version of that looks like. Well, but yeah, I mean, if you go back and look, you could tell like Ben Affleck's initial meeting with Barry Allen in the Flash cave, all yeah. that stuff, that, that's pure Snyder. Like, it's just the, the jovial, yeah. like the tone, like the jovial nature that that kind of sort of takes I'm going to go out on a limb half. and say like, yeah, the Ben Affleck hiding inside the Flash cave, throwing the battering, the super slow-mo, that's all Zack Snyder. Them yeah. in the car saying, what's your superpower? I'm right, rich. that stuff, it's more, yeah. more Whedon seems yeah. like. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but I don't. Uh, uh, yeah. It made sense too, the way he machete pitched it of like you know if we're going to have keaton we're going to have like this adventure where you meet other batman it it seemed odd to not start with the one that flash feels is his batman which is affleck like it would feel weird to kick that off in any other way so i mean it seemed like it was kind of a priority for him to get Affleck back. No, he said it. I mean, he even says it. I'm reading further yeah. along. Like, yeah, he's the baseline. He said, he basically, I couldn't. And we've talked about this. He couldn't tell the story without at least starting from the point of Barry Allen and, and Ben Affleck's Batman, you know, being friends before Barry runs over and doing this. And like I said, because of their shared history and what happened to Batman after his parents' death and seeing that dude, I can understand why Flash might, might suddenly be like, ooh, I got to do some personal time, time travel therapy on myself and like maybe fix this. And, and see what goes on. But um, yeah, this is huge, man, um, because it opens the door again. Like, it just kind of opens the door. I mean, Ben Affleck is clearly not as done as we thought with this. I told you guys on this podcast that Anna Armas was going to hold us down and get this done. And that when he started getting with her, he would, you know, he'd get back into this. You know, he just had to get over some things. And I understand he kind of was in a weird <laughs> That's a baggage. Life. Yeah. It's a baggage. I'm, I'm so, thrilled. That, he's my favorite Batman. So. Yeah, and this opens the door to things to for us to, again to get some true. I mean, at the very least, some true cl- closure to this whole arc of him, and not this weird, truncated, awkward thing where he just dropped out. There are already people who are celebrating that. You know, the stuff that used to be rumored, like him getting his own spinoff film, or even like a series now on HBO Max or something, which is now possible, could still be on the table. And yeah, I'm for one, am am, am for that. I would love to see Ben Affleck return and do more Batman. And uh, even with the Batman coming out, I would still watch the Batman and still watch either like a prequel or sequel series of him, of Ben Affleck's Batman doing stuff too. Like, can I just, it's not enough Batman. Go ahead, Connor. Connor. And and can I just point out, I'm actually really excited to see what a Ben Affleck Batman looks like without Zack Snyder at the helm, because this is technically the first time we've seen that. Yeah. And some of the biggest critics of, you know, 
Affleck and the, and his interpretation of Batman was just the darkness and the dreariness that we saw a lot of in BVS. I'm curious if in another person's hands they can bring out more of like, no, this feels more like Bruce Wayne. This more feels more like the Batman we knew from the 90s in the animated series and all the different interpretations we've seen. Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes sense. Uh, while, uh, so, so Kofi is very much on the, uh, that uh, Armis pulled him in and I am forever grateful. That's cause that's amazing. And I, I saw Jim like on the thing and I was trying to remember, I don't remember him being like, Oh, he's coming back. I don't remember that. It, it might've been said, but I would just like to point out that on this show, Oh God, I, when Joker came out, I remember I got yelled down on this show for saying, Oh, people will understand the multiverse. And now we have this movie that is literally a multiverse like just bomb full of just different people and everyone's just accepting it. And I would just like to point that out that I got cried down for like, Oh no, they'll never get it. They're not going to go that route. That happened on the show. <laughs> I would just like to point that out. So I feel a little vindicated in this respect. Everyone's just losing their minds over this. Now okay. the real question is, how do you guys feel about Ezra Miller still being flash? Ooh. Oh man, am I like, uh, am I in like the cancel culture? I'm not part of the cancel culture. No, I, I'm not talking about cancel. Yeah. I'm just saying there was a video of him choking a woman, and Warner Brothers kind of went, "Hey, hey, hey, hey." I mean, that's that's what I meant. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not jumping into that whole thing. Like, I don't know what he did. I, I mean, I saw a video too. I wrote the article, and yeah, I mean, it looks very bad and stuff. But I mean, that's between him and the studio. Like, I just want him to address uh, it. They don't have to. They don't have to fire the guy. They don't have to excommunicate him. But like, nothing. I think they're hoping, and they're probably right that the events of 2020 will just wash that away because. Which is kind of because I agree. I think that's what they're they're hoping to do because this movie was kind of dead in the water for a while and so right. i feel like being out of the news helped that kind of push that to the side with everything else that's happened this year um but i would i agree with connor i mean i would like for that to be addressed at some point um but yeah i, I mean that's one of those conversations i'm not even sure we're yeah that, that might be a little too volatile for this particular show no no i'm not talking about us i'm talking about society it, oh well that's like, true too you're talking about, I mean, because it's just, oh, man, there's just so many things that are going to break too many people's brains. It's just too complex for America right now. On a much like lighter one, note, yeah. does this, are, we're one step closer to a scene I have pitched on Twitter, which is every living Batman all sitting in the Batcave, and then Keaton flips around in the chair and goes, actually, we're in the middle of a crisis. So do we see Bale? Do we see Kilmer? Who do, do we see Clooney? I mean, people uh, on our site and our bullpen, people are kind of betting we'll see Kilmer before Bale, which is crazy because Kilmer's like, I mean, he's had throat cancer and like, you know, debilitating disease. It's like, you know, messed up his face and voice. Right. So that would be interesting, um, but not impossible. If you threw like a little, you know, kingdom come collar around him, he'd be fine. But uh, I would be, I'd be keen to see Bale do that. I mean, I don't know if, Bale has that much of a fun bone in his body, so you like it's really. He's in Thor: Love and Thunder. That's that's a fun bone. I mean, that's I don't true. think Bale ever comes back to this. I would love to be proven wrong on that, but I don't know. Yeah, I kind of get that same vibe, like the Kofi. But I kind of get that, like, nah, I'm good. Like, I, I did my trilogy. I'm I'm fine. You guys go play with the toys. Like, that's how I feel with him. Um, if they got Keaton back, I feel like anything's possible. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. He's the one I don't see. I would even see them pulling George Clooney in yeah, before yeah, I see yeah. him. Clooney would do it. It would be good fun to have yeah. George Clooney in it. it would be, that'd be a fun one, too. 
um, just to see. Like, that'd be hilarious. But um, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, as for the Ezra Miller thing, just to end this, like, yeah, ugh, that's, a, that's a hard one. So we're going to have to, I mean, eventually, you know, the internet, if you've ever seen, like, anything from Taylor, Taylor Swift fans to K-pop fans, they're not going to forget. So eventually this will be a press tour, and yep. we're going to have to get on this. But, you know, what they'll say, they'll say, we got another Batman, you know, and then they'll just mm. trot out another Batman. Eventually they'll run out of Batman, though. Like, they can well, only they, use that so many times. They will never run out of Batman. I'm talking about existing current Batman. As never happened. Okay, fine. Yeah. Kevin Conroy. <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, let's move right along. But this is crazy. 2020, stay on your toes. Nothing Jeez, is too surprising. Um, right on over from DC, we're going to move over to Marvel and talk about something that was exciting for a split second until something far more exciting happened. And that is that the Craven, the Hunter, Spider-Man spinoff movie has found a director. So just giving this to you real quick. And we're going to do Spider-Man as just one unit here, the whole Spider-Man universe. So let's talk about everything. So Sony and the Spider-Man Marvel universe type deal. Um, there's been a couple developments in, in that regard. Like I just kind of said, the Craven the Hunter movie has gotten a director, and it is J.C. Chandor, who was the director of Triple Frontier, Never saw which that. was that uh, – it was actually pretty good. Um, Triple Frontier was the – kind of movie about which starring Ben Affleck. I was going to say, it wasn't Affleck in that. Yeah. Tied us all together. Um, starring Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal and uh, Liam Cunningham and Garrett Hedlund. And so basically every major, you know, geek franchise person of the moment. Like, uh, and they played a special ops unit of guys that, you know, go back in South America to plant, to pull off this heist because they're kind of aging warriors and they're not making ends meet. And so they went into kind of, uh, yeah, South America to pull off a heist. And it was this very much this kind of action thriller about them just trying to get out of South America with, with this money, which, you know, kind of thwarted me from bank robberies from now on because I've realized what a hassle it is to try to get away with large sums of money. Uh, it's, actually, it's actually a logistical nightmare, this movie makes you realize. But you get What's to get in to those see balloons, people. Kofi? Don't worry about that. What I do when I eat my my balloons is my business. Um, but uh, you did get to see Ben Affleck get his head blown off, which was really disturbing Whoa. in that movie. Yeah, I mean he gets straight up shot through the face, and it's pretty it's pretty intense. Jeez. And it's like a surprise moment. Like so, yeah, you're not really prepared for that. Spoilers. Spoiler. On that, uh, spoiler. <laughs> on that 20, 2019 movie. <laughs> Uh, that people but, will only go back to watch now that this news is out. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, it was a solid, it was a solid kind of action feature. So um, he, uh, and you know, Hollywood, I always say is so basic in terms of their kind of associations. So somebody was like, he made a good action movie in the jungles. Craven the Hunter. <laughs> like, yeah. And so basically that's what this, I mean, I imagine that's why that you would get this guy. I mean, he did Makes make sense. a good action thriller in a jungle. Some guys being, you know, on the run and doing a heist with guns. That's so true. That's crazy <laughs> warrior man. Yeah, so uh, <sighs> he's going to be directing the Craven the Hunter movie. Um, so, like I said, this was kind of like, oh, we thought we had like a little thrill, and then Ben Affleck came back as Batman. Um, so this is the first part of what's happening. The second part of one hat was what's happening is we just had an interview with Spider Girl writer, that Spider Girl writer, right? Spider Woman writer. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> They're different I don't care. characters. I don't care. Spider Fine, Spider Woman writer Carla Pacheco. Um, yeah. And so, as soon as we talk to her, and that series is kind of rolling out in Marvel Comics right now, 
we, it was kind of announced that Sony has tapped uh, Olivia Wilde, you know, famous actress and director of Booksmart, to direct a Spider-Man or a Marvel film that's suspected to be... A spy- I don't even know how to voice this crap anymore. Spider- <laughs> Marvel film that's suspected to be in the Spider-Man universe that's probably going to be Spider-Woman or Spider-Girl. I don't know. Matt has some issue with this, but, like, it's going to be a Lady Spider something. I it's don't know be, what they're going to tie. It's going to be Spider-Woman, and I hope it'll be Silk. Could be Silk. Could well, be that's spider. actually... Yeah, well, this could, joins, like... Four other movies that have been could be Matt Webb. You don't know. It's not. It's gonna be. Hopefully, I hope it's Spider Woman. The rumor, the report itself says it is specifically rumored to be Spider Woman. And then, of course, Wild then responded with a little spider symbol and did all that other stuff, and has been kind of having fun with this on social media. So it seems like there's truth to her joining a, a film. We'll see what that is. I hope beyond hope it's Jessica Drew because there are just so many options. Uh, for Sony, if they go that route, like they well, can introduce a lot of things. So I'm yeah, I'm also, but I'm kind of, I'm really skeptical because, and here's why. First of all, they can bastardize. I mean, there's been so many bad female Spider-Man character names. Oh, absolutely. Ones, they're going to bastardize that. So I, even, this it, one is of all the ones we've seen. So like Ghost Spider, uh, I mean, Madam Web. I'm way more skeptical of Madam Web than I am anybody else. Uh, Black Cat, like all these other characters that kind of surround the Spider Universe. May, Spider Girl. Of all those characters, Jessica Drew is the one of those characters that is the hardest to get wrong in someone like Olivia Wilde's hands. It's the, the most, it, it's in her wheelhouse of humor. It's a private detective, it's a detective story if they want to go that route. It's, it's got all the nuts and bolts that should make it pretty straightforward and then put some personality on it. Like this is the, one of the easier ones to get. I, I am more worried about some of the other characters. Cause I mean, think about it. Like Ghost Spider has like alternate dimensions and they bounce back and forth and it's all this crazy history stuff. Madam Web has all these nutso powers that half of them haven't even been defined in the comics. <laughs> like there's so many things that can go wrong. Spider Woman's pretty, pretty simple. It's like mainline thing. And she's just a fun really great character and i'm hopeful there's a there's a dennis hopeless run of spider woman that has like all these d-list villains like big wheel and like all these crazy villains and they have fun with them because they're so and it's constantly referenced like i'm this far down the totem pole these are the villains that i have to constantly deal with and it's fun so they can do that in a movie and get it effectively right like hopefully fingers crossed so. Um, here's my only thing. I mean, I just said like Hollywood is bad at associations, right? Like it's always sure. very basic. So I'm just kind of thinking and worried that like Sony has seen two things, right? They've seen Olivia Wilde kind of score this unlikely hit and called hit with Booksmart, this coming of age tale. Uh, it was basically a female super bad is how it was described. And mm-hmm. it's pretty accurate. And it's this female coming of age tale. And they've seen the success of the Gwen Stacy character in Spider-Verse. Um, so my only concern is taking those things into account and knowing Hollywood is Hollywood. On the comic book page, like, yeah, Ghost Spider is this kind of confusing alternate universe take of Gwen Stacy because there was a Gwen Stacy. Now they have to explain this other one. But in the movies, like, in live action, uh, I'm not so sure, like, we're going to have that problem because I don't think... No, I've, there's been so many damn Spider-Man movies. No, Gwen Stacy has not made an appearance in this latest Tom Holland no. 
no run. So I'm thinking they could take either, depending on who the movie is aimed at, the reason I keep going back to Spider-Girl in my head is because I can see them doing that if they want to make it youngish and just kind of do that and use Gwen Stacy, even though those things don't match up to comic book fans, or they're just going to be Spider-Woman just to kind of flip the branding of the Spider-Man name to make it female-centric and we still get Gwen Stacy as something. So in the way Spider-Verse treated Gwen Stacy and the comics have... Um, I could see Olivia Wilde making that movie too with that character. So I that's could the only see thing. that I could see. Look, she would be a great fit for Ghost Spider. I hate that name. Yeah, uh, everybody does. Great. That's why they're <laughs> never going to use her. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They're never going to use that. Like, but like Spider Gwen, I I love her for a fit in that character too. I just there are if you're looking for because there's already isn't there a Spider Gwen spinoff for. Spider Verse also coming. I thought that was like yeah. I mean that's been announced, yeah, but it's. About. I mean that's so, like that's that exists in like a like the like the DCE yeah. exists. Um, yeah. So like I I just think there are enough, especially with her like Shield background and things like that. There is enough complexity to the character to run your own way, but there is enough identifiableness in Jessica Drew and stuff like that that. It's it's a nice balance of both. She could absolutely kill a Spider Gwen, and I would love to see that. By the way, because I, I like Spider Gwen too. Um, it's just I feel like of all the characters, this one fits really nicely into their little growing portfolio of weird characters. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it could characters. go either way. We, I mean, Sony's doing Morbius. I mean, like, like I, I mean, never I thought we'd get Morbius before we got half the people. Like, yeah. You know, so, so I mean, I don't know, but we're gonna keep an eye on it and see. But uh, yeah. Olivia Wilde did a really surprisingly good job with Booksmart. She's, she's actually a really talented director. And so, like, uh, I mean, I'm kind of excited. She's kind of reminds me of, like, John Watts and what he could do for what he did with uh, home, the home series and Spider-Man. Um, and that kind of quirky, funny, but can be scary at times and, and really heartfelt at moments. So kind of looking forward to this. All right. We got to take a break and pay some bills. But when we, gotta, when we come back, we are going to deep dive into some DC fandom preview and WWE and NXT's new pay-per-view events. So stay tuned for all of that. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, before we deep dive, I just want to say a quick PSA for the anime crew over at comicbook.com. There's some big manga coming out this week. Uh, as we got on before Ben Affleck came back as Batman, we had new Dragon Ball Super and Boruto chapters. And boy, these are some uh, pivotal chapters. If you are not tuning into these series or uh, reading the manga, man, this is a good jumping on point because they are going through some quick evolutions and doing some pretty major stuff with these new villains and kind of just remixing the entire kind of series history and, and opening up new doors potentially for some crazy stuff to happen in the future. Uh, Naruto and Sasuke have a big fight with a new Otsutsuki. Uh, Goku and company are just trying to hang on as not let their new villain Moro wipe them out and some big things happen. So check out both of those and it won't be out by the time you hear this, but uh, 
My Hero Academia is coming out with a new chapter this weekend, and it's already lightening up the internet. I am ducking spoilers left and right, so I know nothing right now. But uh, there's going to be a character, and some things are not going to go maybe so hot, and people are already feeling some kind of way. So that's what's mm. happening on the manga front. I'm already stumping. I'm already st- always stumping because I honestly do believe like a Shonen Jump magazine subscription is like one of the best values in entertainment you can get right now. I have recommended that to people. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's good stuff, and those series are killer, and they are awesome to read. Um, all right, so moving right along from that, let's get into DC Fandom. So this weekend, by the time you're hearing this, we are all going to be on the computer trying to cover DC Fandom and, and scrambling to get that. We'll have a full recap for you guys next week on our Wednesday show. But um, as of now, this has been kind of a funny thing. It's, it's happening fast, but uh, there's been a lot of changes. So first of all, the DC, the whole event has been scaled down a little bit because there were all these auxiliary events, DC Kids Fandom, um, the, or the DC Kids Fandom, which is Watch First, Kids First, U-verse. They're now having a separate event on September 12th. So they kind of cut that and got that out of the way, which I personally think this is very smart. I was kind of like concerned when I read it. And then I was reading through uh, Brandon Davis's pretty good breakdown that we, he wrote up on here. And it basically just looks like they're keeping the DC fandom hall of heroes and the main stuff that people want to see, right? Like movies, TV, games, comics. That's basically what we're hitting here on Saturday. And I could see why they did this. It's going to still be an eight hour show. It's going to be online. Um, and you can watch it. It'll be broadcast three times in a basically a 24-hour period, and you can check it out online. So the reason why this is going to be better is because we're kind of – the thing with Comic-Con and, and, like, Comic-Con at home was it was so overwrought with, like, where everything was when there were so many simultaneous overlapping things, links you had to keep track of. It, it gets tedious. Like, I think they were smart – with the momentum that DC movies and TV shows and games have been building this year, I think it was smart just to kind of cut everything away and highlight that. And of course, keep the core comics going and take all the kids stuff and all that and do whole, like a separate event. Like that's, that's a great thing because that was just going to gunk up the works and have us people like us scrambling to see, Oh, is there going to be something in the kids stuff that we maybe need to see? And just like wasting yeah. a lot of time. And now we can all just be tuned into this, to this prime major event. So Kind of happy about that because I don't want to waste my time. But uh, let's talk about what's coming. There's a new trailer out for it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been looking more and more exciting. First thing, this has, like, a bigger guest list than I'm sure God has at parties. Like, everybody who's ever even sneezed on a DC animated movie is, like, showing up for this thing. Like, they just got – they're pulling all these celebrities. Like, and we've already been through that. So let's talk about the main highlights. The big thing that's coming is – we're going to, I mean, well, that's, that's obviously changed in <laughs> the last 45 minutes. Um, now we're, now I'm expecting to see at least one, something about the flash an appearance from Ben Affleck quite possibly. Cause I don't think this would have leaked if, if he wasn't going to show and it wasn't leaked. This was to the trades. So mm-hmm. they're putting this out here. So I expect he'll show up and, and kind of tear down the house. And now I fully expect to see Henry Cavill show up too. Like, I'd be shocked Pretty if he did. Bed, yeah. And I would even love to see them appear together. That'd, like, tear down the house. That or, would be a cool moment. Yeah. That would be a cool moment. And Which would be, be cooler, that or Affleck and Pattinson on the same stage together? 
I would like to see Keaton, Affleck, and Pattinson together. That oh, be, that would be cool. That would be so cool. Um, I think Cavill for me, just because of this prolonged, is he? Is he not? Is he gone? Like all that, I it would be still cool to see. Because I mean, like what the last time we saw him really <laughs> reference it in some like real meaningful way was that weird Instagram post, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like talking about with the like the Superman figure or whatever like this this would be cool to see them back on stage together what if I they just pull a shazam and it's just from here down you don't <laughs> see his head i mean i mean there are a lot of funny ways they could play it they could start with that and then just scroll up and have it actually be him and be like yeah. oh like, people would go nuts it'd be awesome to see him and ben affleck sitting together and then just like not say anything when the video starts and just zoom in and start playing hello darkness my old friend <laughs> and then just like have them <laughs> oh my up. god I hope they do that so bad. And then just have Ben Affleck be like, would you stop that? Like, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> get out of here. Like, that'd Does be Cavill funny. have a mustache right now? He doesn't, right? No. Like, it'd be like, <laughs> there's so many. I mean, there's just a lot of fun they could have with that. But I would, I would love to see that be kind of a showstopper or like the show cappers just to see those be two cool. back together. Um, if kid, people would go nuts. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, he shows up with his Witcher hair and goes, what did I miss? <laughs> oh, that'd, be <laughs> that'd be good too. <laughs> or he just is like, fuck. <laughs> yes. But uh, it was worth it this time. Um, so that's now our, like, my big thing that I'm hoping for. Um, before this happened, what I had written down was the big top dog will be seeing the Batman and getting a first look and, and probably, like, some kind of first teaser trailer and, and getting to see more of that movie and learn more about it. Matt Reeves confirmed it's coming. Robert Pattinson's coming. He's coming. So, yeah, I'm really eager to see more. And just learn more about like who's in this movie, what the story is, and like what the overall mood and vibe of it is. And so, yeah, the world is definitely going to be talking about that. That's going to be generating a bunch of headlines. That's the cool. other big thing is we're going to get a teaser and probably some more extensive look at Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Which you know, um, if there's anything that puts the fan in this fandom event, that's going to be it right there because the Snyder Cut was a fan generated accomplishment so that is going to be good and for all the people who waited for that and have been kind of do that i'm sure Zack snyder has something special to kind of thrill them you know i've just been loving that like the (laughs) the main moment of or thing or trend of delight for me is seeing snyder respond to people on vero for like hey so was this your idea and like seeing whatever like trolly response or like edge the bite that he has is great because it's always it's like very subtle but he's still like yeah no that does that like when he responded about the uh do you bleed line someone asked him like oh would superman tell batman then he was like no what that would never happen how does that make any sense like he just i love that i i hope he gets a few of those i don't know if they're gonna have a q a or anything but i do hope he has a few of those moments it would be kind of great to see Oh, I said, oh, yeah, and that doesn't make any sense. Superman does know he bleeds, so that would be <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a stupid thing. Though that was one of the few lines when I saw it that the theater actually reacted. was when he goes, do you bleed? Oh, yeah, because Snyder was the punching bag at that time. So yeah. it made total sense. It delighted everyone. I was the same way, and I, saw, I heard everybody cheer and thought it was great, and then everyone laughed at the Batman line when he's like yeah. – I forget what he says, but you yeah, know, now we're not. Something's definitely bleeding. Yeah, but now we're not in the air anymore, and you know it's gold. So of course, <laughs> it's the opposite. And swear extremes. 
Oh, man. So we're going to be looking at the Snyder Cut. Also on the docket is Wonder Woman 1984, of course. We're trying to see more of that. Uh, scheduled to hit theaters this fall. Um, really looking forward to seeing more of the Suicide Squad and kind of learning more what James Gunn has been doing with that film. Uh, Shazam's going to feel like... That, sorry, I, I just got to say, that's going to yeah. feel like a real victory lap for, for Gunn, just because this is like... Comic-Con was kind of supposed to be his big, like, hey, guys, I'm back. This is also sort of me coming back for Guardians 3. After all the nonsense I had to go through, I, you know, for all you that tried to, like, bring me down, uh, here I am. I'm still standing. And we're, we're getting that now, and I think that's going to be kind of awesome. Yeah, I think he's going to have a lot of fun with that. And so James Gunn is good with uh, kind of presentations and stuff. So I'm, And I really want to see this movie. I'm really looking forward to it. So going to be hyped for that, and it's got a bigger cast than God. Am I the only one who thinks that, like, the more and more I kind of see of this movie and the casting, and the more and more I read Tom Taylor's Suicide Squad, the more and more I'm wondering if they are the one and the same. Like it's, it's, I feel like it's very much going to have the same vibe as far as like two deaths per, <laughs> it feels like two deaths per issue and someone loses just, an arm or someone loses whatever. And it's very irreverent. But like, I'm saying like that the, that the fact that there's this other team yeah. that kind of collides with Task Force X. And then they kind of, you know, all the things that have happened with them coming together and to take yeah. down the whole program. Like this feels, I mean, just because of the kind of diverse casting, this new team that they're working with in the, uh, I forget what they're called. Like they're not the outsiders. I always want to say the outsiders, but uh, the, with their, I don't know. But that's, I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, yeah. I'm going off on a tangent now, but uh, let's stick to it. So Shazam 2, um, David F. Sanders has been kind of posting all kinds of crazy faux teasers for Shazam 2 in the days leading up to DC fandom. And we're expected to see that. Uh, Zachary Levy is going to be there. Um, the cast is going to be there. All, like all of bunch of the crazy adult Shazam family people will be there. Like Megan Good. That's the only one I really care about, but she'll be there. And so, yeah, we're going to learn some more about that movie. Kind of looking forward to that. Um, I'm sure we'll hear something about Aquaman too. I don't know if that, I can't track if that's been kind of confirmed for the event yet or not. Um, anybody know anything about that? Aquaman. So far, it's just been very like I mean, it's in the the intro trailer. Like they yeah. show clearly Aquaman, but I don't know how like far along that is. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know what they would sh other than saying like, "Hey, it's it's, it's happening sooner than what you expect," or showing yeah. a, a still of the like cast, like concept no art or something. Yeah, like, yeah, that would be. Um, yeah, so not hoping for too much of that, but The Rock will be in the house for Black Adam and kind of kicking that off, and you know, The Rock is going to promote the hell out of that. Are we finally going to see, like, the, like, we've seen fan, like, we've seen Boss Logic art of what he will look like, but are we actually going to see, like, official Rock as Black Adam, either concept art be, or something? I wouldn't be shocked if he pulls a, a Loki and comes out in full costume. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either. I mean, the Rock's a showman is, like, you know, he knows how to hype something, WWE skills in full effect. Yeah. And so, like, I wouldn't be hyped if, if, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised if Shazam 2 and Black Adam were kind of a bled into each other or somehow were connected in some kind of way. Makes sense. Like it would be I mean it would be the combination of all powers to do Shazam 2 with that kind of cast and the family having fun, have Henry Cavill jump in for like a little thing and then have like in and have the rock come out and be like, "Oh man, like what's going on in this corner?" Yeah. as Black Adam. <laughs> and then just throw them all three together and not necessarily in that order in whatever order you wanted to do that, but Yeah. Those things are all kind of circling each other and connected, so it'd be fun to kind of group them together. And, of course, I didn't put in the show notes, but uh, the Flash movie. Obviously, now we're going to be talking about the Flash yeah, uh, in a big way because 
And I hope we get to know, like, if this is truly the restart, the end of the old DCEU and the start of something new that we all kind of speculated is. And it would be nice to kind of confirm that. So that's what's going on on the movie front. Kind of hyped. I mean, that's awesome good stuff to kind mm-hmm. of be hyped about. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about the TV front. Uh, yeah, we expect all the Arrowverse shows to show up and stuff. But that, I mean, that stuff is kind of pretty standard by now. Like, I mean, it's hard to think about anything that's going to be bigger right now than the Arrowverse than Crisis. Um, and I'm not knocking the Arrowverse. I still kind of watch it, I guess, sort of, not really. But they all got new stuff happening in the shows that their fans are, are respectively excited about, and I'm sure new announcements. I'm more curious to see if how much, if and how much we'll get about the DC kind of TV series and HBO Max and that whole thing. Yeah. Because um, I feel like there needs to be some answers in DC TV when it comes to HBO Max, DC Universe, and all of that, and what's happening with all of that. And so, yeah, I hope we get to learn more about things like the Green Lantern series. Uh, it's been such a crazy year. Or the Batman kind of Gotham prequel series and whatever else they're kind of just in general building and planning for this universe on HBO Max. Like the 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 Green Lantern show and the Justice League Dark show we're supposedly getting? Yeah, all that stuff. Like all that stuff we kind of... Because that stuff is, keeps coming and going in, in the rumor mill. Like we hear it, we get excited, and then like there's nothing else to kind of keep propelling it the momentum behind it and our and our fascination with it and then it kind of just dies off at this point i can't remember how many there have actually been rumored or floated i mean there is there a booster gold one is that a movie or show i don't even remember i don't remember Um, about booster gold i know the i know the green lantern yeah i I feel like green i'm gonna be very interested with what i've read about green lantern and and like know of the show i will be very interested to see how fans react i hope they they like do it right i hope they actually give it some space and the good news is they they actually kind of separated the tv and the movies a little bit more so that like kofi said before like they don't overlap because like some of that stuff was overlapping even in their old schedule of like and and no one was going to pay attention to it as as cool as some of that stuff is (laughs) no one's gonna if it's between dc tv and suicide squad they're not they're not, they're not gonna go over there. So I'm actually glad they kind of did that. But I will be very interested. I hope they do like a big rollout. Um, so what you're saying is Ryan Reynolds is returning as the Green Lantern. Is that what you're saying, Matt? No. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, stop that! <laughs> stop that. Uh, all right. So yeah, I want to. I mean, I really want to know about that, and I want to know what's happening on DC Universe too. And like, so what happens with Titans? Doom Patrol. Um, Will Swamp thing ever? Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Exactly. Please. Yeah. um, We need all those answers, and I'm hoping we we really do kind of get them. Oh, so moving right along from that TV stuff, uh, let's talk about games. Obviously, we've been over the games. Um, The next Batman Arkham Project. We are trying to see if it's a whole kind of Batman family. I think that's still the the biggest rumor. Arkham Knights. Yeah, Goth- Gotham Knights and the Gotham Knights. prevailing rumor now that seems to keep coming out more and more as like more of those teases come up and things like that is that it's not connected to the Arkham world, which is weird like that it's more towards a full reboot as opposed to just like, oh, another tether to the Arkham game. That's, that's interesting. Um, you know, I mean, some people, I feel like Arkham Knight didn't leave a bad taste in people's mouth, but like people were kind of like done. They're like, oh, we don't necessarily. Well, I mean, need it felt one. like it did feel like we've 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 kind of 
drag Mind. that horse has gone yeah. as far as its corpse can go. Like, I mean, for a story that started out so rich in the first game, um, and then kind of kept growing and even got better with Arkham Origins and kind of doing the early Batman stuff. Arkham Knight was just so kind of unsatisfying as a story. And it was just still felt like it was just rehashing its old stuff of the Joker and doing that whole thing and just reheated Jason Todd stuff. And just like, yeah, I mean, in the most like obvious yeah. hidden thing, it's not him. It's not him. We swear it's a new <laughs> character. Uh-huh. And then it's like Jason Todd appears in the first like 10 minutes and you're like, Oh, it's him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, and it just seemed like, yeah, that seemed like that world. And what was so great about the first game was that it was Batman, but in a way we had never seen before. Yeah. And all the characters felt fresh, the design, the world, the take on the character felt fresh. And so it was a shame when that kind of petered out by Arkham nighttime. So if they started over again and did something that's a little bit more different with the gameplay mechanics, but still retain that kind of feel, I wouldn't be mad at that. Nah. And, you know, please just give me... And when was the first one? Like, when was the first Arkham Asylum? 2009. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been... a lifetime ago. That's two decades... Like, that's two (laughs) eras of decades ago. Yeah. That's the the ODs and the 2010. So, yeah. We can reinvent a modern Batman for now. Yeah, uh, and it would make sense. And then Rocksteady's whole Suicide Squad game is, you know, their kind of fresh start. So, yeah, I mean, it feels like everybody's kind of getting a whole new lease on life in the... Yeah, and, and that's the game I really want to see. Uh, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Um, that just sounds like a whole lot of demented fun. And if you could take the Suicide Squad appearance, like, experience and put it into a game and the character mechanics and the interactions and all that stuff, um, that'd be great. I would love to see some team combo fight kills stuff with them. That's know. one of those games where, like, I kind of hope they take the – uh, not in like anything else, but like the Marvel's Avengers approach of like, hey, we're going to keep releasing characters because the Suicide Squad character roster is ridiculous and enormous. And so like, even if you get a starting group of like the normal people, like Deadshot, Harley, uh, I hope for Cap Boomerang, but like we want Killer Shark, right? We want like Orca has been a part of the team hey, at one his point. his name is King Shark and you put respect. Sorry, not Killer Shark. I'm he sorry, is kingly. King and you are correct. I apologize. But like those characters, you want them to come down the line and then be able to like do new combos and like new story missions. I kind of hope it's more of a platform as opposed to like just a one-off. Like this game's been a development, it feels like for five years. <laughs> so No, I'm sure they're going to, I mean, there's loads of DLC opportunities with this. Individual yeah. missions where people just get killed off and fun stuff like that. Like, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with this. And uh, yeah, all kinds of versus modes and stuff like this. Yeah. So I think that's it on gaming front, DC gaming front, right? Like that's all the major stuff. Yeah, the big two. Uh, There's some are saying there is a possibility of the next Injustice making a full surprise debut. Um, But, you know, it's kind of, especially with the recent comic series announcement. So there is that out there, but we're kind of, we'll wait and see. If anything, it would be like a logo. Like it would be like a, hey, it's happening. I don't know if we'd see anything else. All right. And so we also have, of course, you know, like any convention, we have things based in the comics universe or, or the larger franchise as a whole. Uh, so we're going to have panels like Beyond, Batman, Sandman, Enter the Universe, uh, Females of Color within the DC Universe, Voices of Batman. Yeah. I mean, there's some other fun stuff. Supervillain fan art with Jim Lee. Legacy of Batman. Ask. I want to know what Ask Harley Quinn is. That's going to be, <laughs> that's going to be interesting. That could be um, great. Yeah. So 
we'll have kind of stuff for the larger DC universe, but we know what you guys are here for. You're here for that TV movie gaming news. And so that's what you have to look forward to. All right. Connor and Matt, why don't you take us out by telling us what's going on in wrestling? Oh, by the way, we will be back with a whole recap of DC Fandom in our next show. So we'll tell you everything that they dropped and uh, explain it all to you. All right, wrestling. Guys, take it away. So nothing is happening this weekend. I lied, and it's very uneventful. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We have got a ridiculous amount of content coming for you this weekend. The day this comes out will be the same day that we all get to see the first look at WWE's new Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Yes, just like the the Mad Max movie. Everyone's made the joke. But we don't know what it is just yet, but from what we've seen so far, it is if you've watched NBA playoff games or certain MLB games, those virtual screens with fans being projected into the stands, they're going to go all out with that. So this is sort of WWE's way of bringing fans back to the show, something we haven't had since March. We're going to get a test run of on SmackDown to see what it looks like. We'll get the full scope of what it all is for SummerSlam. On top of that, on Saturday night, we've got a TakeOver event going head-to-head with an episode of AEW Dynamite because it got pushed off of its normal day because of the NBA playoffs. And if that all sounds convoluted, it's because it is. <laughs> now, yeah. Matt, let, let's start with TakeOver because it comes first. Actually, <laughs> let's start with this. How do you feel about the concept of Thunderdome in general? I am fully down for this kind of thing. I mean, it, look, I can't argue with the fact that, well, I haven't necessarily, I didn't mind as much as others, the quiet matches, but having the people that are in the facility as the makeshift audience has made it better. It's, it's helped. It has. So being able to times that by how many and bring in everybody or as many people as you can into this virtual thing. I just did a, I just took part in like a a virtual improv show and like seeing what you can do and how interactive you can make it and getting the feedback makes a difference. So timesing that times 10 and making it on this big a scale, I feel like the, the show will benefit. I, I think it's a good thing. I will be interested to see though, like, because like if you've ever done any of these interactive things or like even just a Zoom meeting, you know that like if the people, the half the people don't have their thing muted right at the beginning uh, or like throughout the show, it's not really like the kind of chatter you would get at an event or at a game mm-hmm. because like, yeah, some people are doing the chance, but others are just like playing Candy Crush on their phones and you're hearing the sound of that. It's not necessarily fan reaction. I will be kind of right. interested to see like what that sounds like. Right, and they they put out this long list of rules of, like, how you're (laughs) supposed to act. I'm real curious to see how that actually gets enforced. Like, you're going to get that Xbox user or PlayStation user that's, like, playing music all over their mic so that you're hearing their music, and it always sounds terrible, and it's, yeah. It really does. I'm just so glad we're out of the Performance Center because having every show minus NXT inside of the exact same setting yeah, was really starting to drag. And I think for a lot of casual fans, they were just so sick of that presentation. Yeah. Where it not only is it less than what you would normally get, but it's also a friendly reminder of, hey, we're living in a plague. Yeah. And no one needs that waking reminder for something that's escapist, kind of like wrestling. I hate the name. <laughs> I think the oh, name is so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> but 
I grade just, WWE on a curve when it comes to names because I know, and it's like it's not Viking like, Experience, right? Wasn't that long ago? Like, yeah, I, it's, if it's not terrible, I almost go, yeah, it's fine. It like doesn't somebody mean it's good. Pit, and you know, it was named that because they just went, "Hey, who remembers Mad Max Thunderdome? That'll do it." It's like yeah, it was guys, a Google search. What comes up? Let me type dome and then like blank dome and see what comes up. It's like, oh, thunder. That sounds great. Let's do it's that. It's that in the Simpsons movie, Dome. Dome. Well but uh, any, moving on to TakeOver, we've got six matches headlined by Keith Lee versus Carry On Cross. But the, sh- the match that oh, Kofi might be interested in is former NFL punter Pat McAfee taking on Adam Cole. Oh, God. You're going to hate this, Matt, but the promo they had last night. It was fine. It works. It, it was it fine. Worked. It wasn't because bad. They're not, making, they're not making us try to cheer for Pat. That's it's what I like about ludic- this. Oh, it's just this whole thing. Is so like, it's going to be dumb. You bet you. Yes, it's going to be dumb. It will be. But yes. Who better than Adam Cole to try and carry someone like Pat through a match like this? I, I am fine with it. I am not looking forward to this by any means. I will be curious, and I'm sure it'll be fine because Adam Cole is great, and McAfee seems up for whatever. So, uh, like, and it'll probably be fun. I'm just not a huge – look, I'm just not a huge fan, whether it's Stephen Amell, Rob Gronkowski. I'm not a huge uh, – Carl Malone. I'm not a huge fan of, like – Dennis Rodman? Yeah, let's bring in la- random it, it celebrities. It dance documentary. Hey. Yeah, and that was great. Rodman uh, needed no. that to win the NBA no. Finals. I love ah. DDP, and I love Carl Malone, and I still was like, no, thank you. That, like, it's, yeah, the, it's, the match was not good. It, no, it, they never no, are. No. Or, or no. the bar is so low that, like, like, the Amel one was probably one of the better ones, and that was passable. You, you don't remember it for the match. You remember it because, and, and oh, it, he, he has it. the match with Daniels, and he gets hurt. It's just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, so, you tried, Steve. I just, this whole thing is fine. I'm just not like this is the last thing on the card that I am looking forward to. I feel like I already know like how Dakota Kai and EO is going to turn out. And I'm still more interested in that match than I am uh, McAfee. Um, I feel like right. the shining star of this whole lineup though, is the ladder match. I feel like, yeah. And I, I think I have, a, I will bet you that is the match that when we get that crossover between dynamite and, Takeover for that one hour. I'll bet you Takeover opens with the ladder match for that yeah. very reason. Yeah, because it's it's Everyone's got such a rich group of people in it. Like it's not the people you're like. I'm, it's a bummer too that like Loomis couldn't be a part of it because he got hurt like right before. But like Bronson Reed, I'm look thick boy. I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Bronson Reed's great. Uh, I think Damian Priest will do really well in here. Gargano's money. Uh, the Velveteen Dream, having him in this kind of surprised me because I really thought Balor would be in it. Um, like, it's a good – and there's one more I'm missing. Who am I? Johnny. I Johnny and uh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, that's why I forgot. With the <laughs> – That's like, But, like, that's such an interesting group of people that if you don't go the obvious way of giving it to Gargano or Dream, those are the three options open up interesting storylines. And I think it will just be a great match. It will be fun. Uh, and and the last time you had a big multi-man match for this very title in a ladder match, you got a five-star classic from a couple years ago. It doesn't hurt. It's, it's so. they, they live up to the, the high bar. So I, this is the match of the night for me, though I am looking forward to Lee and uh, carry on. Should be good. Moving on to that one, I, I dig the promo package they've put together for that. 
with Metallica of all people coming in to do the uh, do the soundtrack for. I think that's cool. My thing is this, Matthew. Can you tell me in one sentence what Carry On Cross's gimmick is? Because I can't. He has a is fire he a mage. Is he, he has a, a fire demon? mage. Is he a demon? Is he, he is a, a manifestation hitman? of all greed, pain, suffering, there it is. and all things. Boom! He's oh, Kobe entity. just did it. Is Kobe he just peace? did it. Is he pestilence? Am I supposed He's to fall entity. in prey? Why? He's an entity that represents all of these negative emotions that have been circling around wrestling. Don doesn't even kind of make form. sense. It makes That's as much crazy. sense as anything else on wrestling, <laughs> to be fair. And also, my, my only issue is this, is that they love strapping the rocket onto these demigod level heels and making them champion. They did it with Kevin Owens. They did it with Ciampa. It worked both times. But it with worked Cross, both times. <laughs> it worked both times. Here's the problem. I could tell you what Kevin Owens' shtick was. He was a selfish prize fighter. I could tell you what Ciampa was. He was a sociopath obsessed with his moment being the sole focus of the show. I can't tell you what Cross is. That's I why really don't compelling. know what he is. That's why he's compelling. You don't know. Tick tock, Connor. Tick tock. Doesn't mix. Give me Keith Lee over that every day. Also, maybe not the best time to give that guy the shortest NXT title reign ever. Do you, I mean, do you happen. really? I mean, I, I've been surprised by WWE's choices as far as title reigns before. So, I Unless mean, yeah, I'm not on, a fan. Unless he's on a different roster the next, this next week. Please no. I'm going to have a real problem with him. <laughs> oh, he's getting there eventually. I, I understand, but as you who watch Monday Night Raw every, every week, and as me who or watch SmackDown every week, no, I don't, I don't want my NXT golden children <laughs> to go over there because Bianca Belair is a testament to that. They don't know what to do with them and they just waste them. They just sit there. So no, anyway. I, I just really would. I, I want Keith to have a nice long reign as champion facing multiple challengers and not just fall into the first guy that knocks on the door. I agree. So that's my issue. Moving on. Although if you're going to watch dynamite like me, Cody Rose versus Brody Lee is going to be a fun one. Watch that. Moving on to SummerSlam. How hyped are you for this show, Matthew? Uh, decently hyped. Oh not not, not over the moon. Hyped. Not over the moon. Well, because I'm not. Because I'm not over not. the moon with this card. But I, well, there are a couple of matches that I am really looking forward to. That's the card I have no problem with. The, the issue I have is that there is a pay-per-view next week. Payback. For no reason. The fact that they are giving you another show seven days from now just tells me, hey, something screwy's going to happen on this show so we can fix it next week. And that concerns me. I, I don't – let's – SummerSlam's like mania. It needs to stand on its own, have its own compelling stories, and have, you know, great matches and good conclusions. I think we'll get some of that, but I also don't want the show to go off the air because Retribution attacked one of the camera crews again. Don't, don't start with Retribution. It could happen. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I am, I am looking forward, though to the hair match. The hair yes. match is going to be great. Sonya Deville versus Mandy I, Rose. I actually have an idea for that one you might going to like. I think you might like this. I'm not going to like it or I am going to no, like it? No, you are going to like it. Oh, okay, good deal. All right, let's hear it. Instead of, so there, it, it's, it's hair versus hair, but I got a feeling they might get around it where they're not getting shaved bald. How about loser gets the Carol Danvers haircut? Wow, don't see you such a, 
I'm just saying that nobody should nobody should have to do You're that. You're such a troll. Oh, by the way, I don't know if we actually properly explained this match. So sure. essentially, Sonya Deville cut Mandy Rose's hair a few weeks ago, and so now whoever loses she, this match will get their hair cut. They haven't specified though whether and, it's shaved bald or she, not. It was more like they she took out her extensions. But anyway, because um, the the hair isn't that much shorter. But um, however, despite the gimmick. I think it actually the gimmick works here, but this has been one of the best rivalries on either of these shows for the and, last. And you think you bit. think I'm trolling, but I think Mandy could pull off the Danvers. I mean, okay. I mean, I think that yeah, I think they could both pull it off. I don't like the Danvers haircut. They could. anyway. Anyway, continue. <laughs> you say it with such ferocity. <laughs> He's trolling me. I know it. Anyway. We've got the. If you can find the plot for this one, can you let them know because they lost it? Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. What the heck is happening here? Uh, Alexa Bliss is is Abigail, kinda, sorta, or not? Kinda, maybe. <laughs> is Bray is Bray a face now? Was there a double turn this past SmackDown? And Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman shaved his head, which, by the way, doesn't look bad. He can pull off. He looks pull fine. off a shaved head. I shaved my head once, going for the Justin Timberlake look. That did not work for me. So he props to him for doing it. I mean, it's true. I know <laughs> it's true. I totally did that. I regretted it immediately. Also, the razor was I very hot. Hearing it. The razor was very hot. They need to really improve the razors. Anyway, it was five dollars though. Okay, there's a lot. This, why, this thing goes down why a big hole. Justin, <laughs> you know what? Dro- I'm dropping. Well, he was really popular at the time, let, man. He was bringing sexy back, and I was like, oh, itself. you guys need to wrap this up. <laughs> so the big, the show I think is going to be fine. I like a couple of points I'm going to make. Real rapid fire. I like that they actually gave Apollo Cruz an MVP a story to go off of, as opposed to just Apollo smiling, doing a flip, and then calling it a night. Sure. I think Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, if they don't screw with the finish, could be great because Randy has actually been really entertaining. You groan, but when you watch Raw and Randy is the most captivating thing, that says a lot. It does also, in a negative way, but okay. You should watch. He's been good. And also, Drew, I really hope this isn't the end of his title reign because he has done everything right in this current role. He Drew's been a great dramatic. He's had great matches. You know, no matter how many lines they feed him, they never come off as corny or forced when he's delivering them. He, he has found a way to still exude that charisma. I think it's the despite accent. Despite getting held back by so much. I think it's because they give him a little bit more freedom on the mic, honestly. Probably. You know, there, there's no suffering succotash Roman Reigns 2017 lines <laughs> popping up here. Um, so what's your match of the night then? What's the one you're looking for? I think that's this? it. I think... Is it I that think one? They can abs- I think they can absolutely give it, a, you know, a, a fantastic send-off. Just don't screw with it. True. Mine is Sonya Mandy. That's my, uh, that's my match of the one I look forward to the most for some That's totally fair. And if you want to check out all of our coverage for this, check out Comic Book's WWE page this weekend. These shows may not be great, but they're going to be interesting. So check them out. That's what I say about this show. All right. Now, something that is great, we got to sit down, or Matt did, got to sit down and talk with Sandra Saad, who plays Kamala Khan slash Miss Marvel in the upcoming Marvel's Avengers video game. If you were listening to our Marvel's Avengers beta breakdowns over the last couple of weeks, you'll know that uh, the people on staff who played the game pretty much said that Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, is one of their top favorite characters. So it's really great that we get to talk to the uh, actress who's going to bring her to life. So... Stay tuned as we jump over and talk with Sandra Saad from Marvel's The Avengers video game. Or Marvel's Avengers, no the, sorry. 
Uh, stay tuned for that. Matt Aguilar from comicbook.com, and uh, I have a very special guest uh, with me today uh, for Comic Book Nation here. I have Sandra Saad, uh, which you will hear her entire performance in Marvel's Avengers as Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you, Matthew? I'm good. Okay, okay. so I had, I had this whole thing, so uh, my baby started crying like and doing stuff like right before this so like i was a little Perfect. scrambled <laughs> so i had this whole thing because one i have represented oh my gosh right and then um, one me as well me as well me as well boom i, have... <laughs> <laughs> I don't That's have right. on hand you got to represent man like it's yeah, yeah. so yeah Popsy night. Popsy night. No, no. Uh, huge fan of the character. And uh, after playing the beta uh, for a little bit, uh, and people will get their chance to play second and third rounds of the beta soon, uh, more and more people will kind of get to see your performance uh, as Kamala. You know, um, I guess what does it mean um, to you to get to kind of bring this, a character that's really important, not only just because she's an awesome character just as a as a person but also getting to kind of bring uh, a superhero of color uh and a very important one uh to a video game for the first time like this honestly i can't even tell you it's all so much um at first they were like okay you're gonna be miss marvel i was like miss what <laughs> like <laughs> this, like marvel marvel are you guys for you're playing with me and they're like no because, you know, at first you don't, you don't know. Like Marvel is, you know, like understandably pretty secretive um, with the auditions and everything. So um, I didn't really fully comprehend what was going on until I showed up my first day. And I was surrounded by like people like Nolan North who are literal actual superheroes in and of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, like, you know, I have been auditioning for all kinds of things for, for a while now and and I, I come from comedy too so like you don't really see very many like comedic characters um, for people who look like me um, and it was starting to get a little bit disheartening with the kind of auditions that I would see but finally like young women of color have this to look forward to and I cannot believe that like I get to be the performance artist behind it it's it's really an honor. I was gonna say I mean it took a while, but you hit the mother load. <laughs> so, oh, man, like, like, you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and what do you hope fans, uh, especially, you know, young fans, um, you know, Miss Marvel's a, a newer character uh, in the comics, but she's already kind of taken on this life of her own and, and become a fan favorite. And, uh, you know, what do you want uh, people to kind of take away from your version of the character? Honestly, what I took away from her, um, and, I, and I mean this really honestly, like you, you hear the game is all about embrace your powers, right? Um, but when you have Kamala's lines, like you really got to live with them and, you know, it just even if only to memorize them, right? You yeah. got to yourself over and over. And then finally, I started to really learn what it was about. And I learned the lesson myself, which... 
you know, as I'm also a first generation American um, and I grew up kind of not really knowing if what I was was cool or not, or if it was weird or if I should just like stifle it and pretend to like the thing that everyone else liked. Um, like what, what all my, my friends liked, which like, I was like, I don't really get this. Uh, <laughs> so now like having had worked on this game and like hearing these lines over and over and like being told, like embrace your powers because your powers are the things about you that make you different and their powers because they're cool and they make you into who you are. So just kind of really accepting yourself for who you are and not trying to stifle those wonderful things about you that, that make you unique. Um, I, I hope that everyone sees that message for what it is and takes it away like I have and am actively trying to. Well, you know, and, and one of the things that um, people will see in the game is that you know, she really is the glue that holds this group together. And, it, and it's kind of just this wonderful, joyful beacon of hope, right, throughout the throughout the entire experience, I, I guess. I haven't played the full game yet, but uh, going off of just this small sample size, it seems like it's going that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, especially now, like, it feels like this character is like the perfect kind of character for such a surreal and nutso 2020 right yeah like the perfect like contra not even contradiction but like the perfect uh antidote so to speak uh for that and we get to see some cool interactions uh with her and bruce banner uh early on and you know can you tease a little bit about uh what's to kind of come from that particular dynamic uh as things go on yeah i mean like you said she is the glue that kind of holds everyone together. Um, and I, I would say that it's, it's because like, how would you not like, just like go with this girl who like so believes in you so hard and like just wants the best for you and just wants everyone to see the like super awesomeness in you that, that she sees. And um, I think that really, really speaks to her character DNA because like she's she's awesome and like she's just cool. Like she she just like wants the best for these superheroes and she loves them so much and she knows everything about them. Like she's she's their biggest fan. Um and I think uh you mentioned Bruce with Bruce specifically. I think, you know, like you know Bruce's journey. Like you know the Hulk like you know the Hulk is a monster who quote monster who like can't who like you know has this power and like can't really control it or whatever. And like Kamala Khan herself now has this thing and she's like, am I a monster? Is this cool? Is this a power? What do I do with it? So it's just a journey of like self-discovery. And um, I think her and Bruce really connect on that. Absolutely. And, um, you know, early on we get to see her and Bruce, but, you know, is there another, um, kind of dynamic between one of the other Avengers characters that uh, you're excited for fans to see as they kind of make their way through further into the game? Oh my gosh. I love them all. They're all so different. Um, <laughs> similarly to why I love her relationship with the Hulk. I feel like, you know, the Hulk's relationship with Kamala is very different than Bruce Banner's relationship. With Kamala. <laughs> um, similarly to like, you know, like the Hulk doesn't like talk. Right, like, 
he does, and then Kamala talks a lot. So I think I love that about their relationship. And similarly, like, you know, Thor is a god. And he speaks a very specific way. And Kamala's just a 16-year-old girl who wants to chat. And he's <laughs> super excited and super bubbly. And, and I, like, he's just like, all right, all right, like, ch- like chill. Like, I'm a god. Like, relax. Um, that's, that's my favorite. <laughs> No, no, very. I, I can't wait to see that because yeah, like once you, uh, one of the best early scenes is actually um, there's very little dialogue from Hulk. It's uh, it's one of the first uh, like Nick Fury rooms you find, and Nick Fury's giving the speech, and Hulk's watching just like he doesn't get why there's a bunch of lights on him or whatever, and Kamala's just like giving commentary <laughs> like the entire time. Oh, that's Nick Fury. Oh, this is S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, it's so cool. And Hulk just like could care less. And it's a great, it's, it's a great moment. Um, you know, we've, so we've talked a lot about the character, but uh, you know, have you had a chance to actually go on uh, like hands-on with the game? Yeah, I did a little bit and I had so much fun. I played as each one of the characters. Um, course my favorite is Kamala of course (laughs) if you said anything different it was gonna be like what (laughs) um and like and honestly honestly like I I was like okay open mind like I also like I love Iron Man I love Thor like Black Widow Super Bowl all of them have their strengths and like I'm I'm pretty much like Kamala Khan and that like you know I'm a fan myself but Kamala, like, there is just something so fun about, like, the way her, like, limbs just, like, go back to to her normal-sized body, like, and just, like, going from platform to platform, like, that's just, that's just fun. Uh, Playing with, uh, like, her early on, it was... Uh, and especially like right after that, they like announced Spider-Man. I was like, oh, because swinging back and forth, like all over the place with her and like her stretchable limbs is super fun. Like it feels yeah. so, it feels great. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, I'm, I'm very excited about is that uh, Kamala's love for Captain Marvel like makes it in like full, full speed. Like she's got the shirt at one point. She has like a little thing on her backpack. Uh, she's got uh, pictures in her room. So like all that stuff that kind of from the comics, like made it into the game for her. Um, you know, while Cap is not in the game yet, uh, and they have all kinds of plans, but well, while Cap's not in the game yet, what do you hope to see from their dynamic uh, if she should ever make it in there? You know, cause like, what do you, I mean, they've had a little bit of a ebb and flow relationship in the comics and things like that. What would you like to see? Hmm. I would say just hmm I would say hang tight I would say hang tight because I feel like anything I might have to say might be like something I can't say (laughs) understand just hang just hang tight (laughs) understand um you know what's been uh so far because you've played all the characters and everything uh what's been your favorite moment from the game so far if there's one moment, like I imagine most people, uh, me included, kind of lost their minds a little bit the first time she like embiggens to like giant size and starts like swatting things away. That was super fun. But what was that moment for you? Oh, the moment where she embiggens for the first time? Like what was your favorite moment from playing the game so far? Is there one that like sticks out in your mind? Whether it doesn't have to be Miss Marvel, but it can be any character that's in there. Is there one that stuck out to you? Let's see. 
<laughs> I it was it was all really fun. I feel like for me, like, and this is very very specific, but when I mentioned that, like, when her like arms like go back to her her body, like that for me I, has not left my mind since the moment. <laughs> it was so special, like just that sound that like thwip sound of like, you know, because when you're on the mocap stage and like Sean, the director is like, okay, now like your arm <laughs> shoots to the other end of the room. And you're like, what, how am I going to do that? Like I only did yoga once this week, <laughs> <laughs> but then like, and then you see it happen. Like in, in like when you're playing, uh, it's really special to put those together. And for me, like just that sound is so satisfying because like you're, you know, you're on the mocap stage and like, you're just like in your imagination. You're like, gee, I wonder what they're going to do. And then they actually do it. And you're like, oh man, this is cool. Well, and you know, you kind of mentioned like the, what it really takes to bring, I mean, it takes a whole team. It takes hours and hours of, you know, dialogue, motion capture, all these things to kind of bring this one character to life. I mean, what would you say is the most maybe misunderstood aspect of that or or something that you know you like get asked all the time and it's like oh it's very different than what you might expect oh yeah people think that like it's just voiceover and like mocap is a whole thing right like you're on this stage where it's kind of like people kind of describe it like a black box theater like there isn't much there's like you know those like pool noodles and like there's rods and like but but it's all really in your imagination. Like when you read the script and when you have that talk with your director and like when you're playing with your with your castmates, like everything else is informed by your imagination. So it's really special. Um, like, you know, you've got to learn the lines because you, you have to like act with your whole body. You're not just like reading it in front of you. And so that is the really cool thing about like being on the mocap stage and like you're acting with your full body and everything is being detected. Um, I remember this one day I was tapping my foot a lot for some reason. Maybe I like had had too much coffee. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But Sean was like, hey, Sandra, like stop tapping your foot. Da, da, da. And I was like, oh, OK, whatever. And then like I did it. I kept doing it. And he came up to me. And he was like, hey, like, let me show you what it looks like when you tap your foot. Kamala taps her foot. And I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> so, so it's very involved and it's very detailed. And Crystal Dynamics is just doing such a great job with all of those little details. So uh, so it's just, there's a lot going on is, is what I, you know everyone should know. Well, and um, you know, you mentioned before, like you're working with some amazing actors uh, that are filling out the cast. Did you now, sometimes I know um, with like uh, voice capture and things like that, like not everyone gets to do it in the same place, don't get to really interact much. Others are. What was the case for Marvel's Avengers? Did you guys get to actually work together kind of at the same time at some points? Yes, absolutely. And I'm so happy and like, like, I feel like we're so lucky to have gotten all that done before, you know, all, all of this stuff started happening uh, where we couldn't, we can't like really be around each other these days. But um, yeah, we, we, we got to do our scenes together. Um, I worked with Troy and Nolan and, and, you know, Jeff and, and, and everybody. And, and it, it was really special to have like 
you know, that face-to-face, you know, like face-to-face scenes and and move around with everyone um, and to, you know, imagine that like Troy Baker is going from man to like really big man. (laughs) (laughs) That like my small person and like my small, you know, fist is, you know, like taking over the room or whatever. Um, So, so yeah, it's really special. We got to do all those scenes together and we got to do a couple um, ADR. So just voiceover uh, sessions together as well. But for me, those have mainly been um, solo. Gotcha. But no, that's so cool though, that you got to work with the, with the whole team, Um, you know, kind of um, encircling back to, uh, something we talked about before, uh, you know, the character is relatively recent in comic years when you're dealing with 60 and 70 year characters. Um, but did you, uh, you know, get to kind of uh, dive into the comics at all before kind of taking the role? Or did you kind of want to go in with a bit of a clean slate and just kind of go with whatever Crystal's vision for the character was? I'm very like, um, uh, I just, I just want to like do it the way that you know, I, I wanted to honor Kamala the way that her writers intended, right? And I wanted to do, I wanted to do the, her justice that way. And I, I Kamala has her, their, Kamala has her fans and I wanted to honor them by sticking to her character DNA as much as possible. Um, but then also like, there is a lot of freedom here um, with, you know, this is Crystal Dynamics version of Kamal as well. And uh, this is a huge collaborative effort. Um, Marvel was there at every single, um, at every single shoot. Um, and, you know, like Crystal is there. And, um, and also one thing that they like to remind me a lot is that I'm already kind of similar to Kamala Khan herself. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, like as an actor, you like to just like go in and be like, I'm not Sandra. I'm like, like right now, like I'm like, forget everything, you know, now you're the character and that's why you study the character and whatever. And, um, but they're like, no, like we hired you for a reason, like bring what you know and like bring like, like my, my personality is already, you know, like I'm, I'm awkward and excitable and, and, you know, like, bringing those similarities has been really fun and it's really nice how um, like inviting they have been of that. And it's really fun that how collaborative everything ended up being. No, that's, uh, that's awesome. And uh, well, I, I could sit and talk uh, Avengers and Ms. Marvel all day, but uh, you know, I really thank you. I appreciate, I know, right. (laughs) Cause she's awesome. And uh, I, I just have to say as um, you know, I've only experienced a small part of the game, but, um, you're a joy in this game. And uh, I, I love what, uh, I'm so excited for people to get to know this character and, and get to meet this version of the character. And uh, I think it'll have tons of fans uh, for the character for years. So, uh, you know, kudos on an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you so much, Matthew. <laughs> No problem. Uh, And, uh, you know, for all of Marvel's Avengers coverage, you can, of course, check out comicbook.com. We will be walking you through the beta and we'll have plenty more to come from the game. And uh, but thank you so much for joining us and uh, everybody have a great night. All right. That was our interview with Sandra Saad. We want to thank her for stopping by Comic Book Nation. Marvel's Avengers is coming out this fall, so be on the lookout for that. I'm sure it's going to be one of the more uh, highly anticipated games coming out in the yeah. months. 
That'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. If you're just now getting in the show, we put up new episodes every Wednesday and Friday on comicbook.com where you can listen in or you can subscribe on your podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Google Playlist. You can tell an Amazon Alexa device to fire up Comic Book Nation podcast and it will play for you. Or you can watch episodes when we uh, air them live on Facebook every Wednesday and Friday if you want to see our smiling faces. If you are just now getting into the show and you like it, Go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because when we get back in the studio one day, we're going to be doing a whole kind of fan marathon where we give away a bunch of awesome Comic Book Nation t-shirts to people who left us five-star reviews. So if you want to talk to us, hit us up or get involved in anything we're doing on the show or in the larger comic book community. You can always find us at the hashtag Comic Book Nation. You can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. And at Connor Casey underscore CB. That'll do it for this episode. We'll be working all weekend doing uh, big wrestling coverage and DC fandom coverage. So next show is pretty much going to be a recap of this one. So stay tuned for that. See you guys next week. Stay connected. Peace. We're Comic Book Nation. We're out. Later.